Hi, welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. As we're coming into the home stretch of the 2022 baseball season, it feels a bit self-indulgent to say this, given that, you know, it's been one of the better seasons in Met history or Met recent Met history. In baseball history. No, but uh, just recent Met history. But it's been a really good overall baseball season this season. It's been a really interesting year. Right. On on the field, really interesting. And I think with the portent of the new rules, as we had in our last episode, it kind of makes you think ahead as to I mean, it where baseball like a, is going. Baseball is moving in a good direction. There's a lot of really good young talent coming into the game, as evidenced by one of the crazier rookie of the year races in a long time, because some years you get and you're more just debating of like, well, which one of these guys gets it? Cause we kind of have to give this award out. Whereas this year there's ah, contenders. So, you know, here's what you're going to get on this podcast, right? We're, we don't do it after the season's over. No, 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 no. We're going to give you our picks for the major awards, I guess. Yeah, the, the major ones. The major awards uh, where, where, you know, we decided definitely not to do the 18 Gold Glove winners because nobody, including us, wants to hear us recite 18 different names. They play that. But we're going to talk about the Rookie of the Year as the start and the Cy Young and, and all that. So, um, yeah, there are some great candidates um, this year that have sort of separated themselves um, I don't know if I guess if I had to say one of the two leagues to me has a slam dunk, but tell me what you think. So I think the Nat, I, I tend to agree with you, but my thinking is if I'm guessing you, because we tend to, and we haven't talked about this at all, but you think about baseball, I'd say the National League is a slam dunk. The American League is a bit of a toss up. I have it the reverse. Really? <laughs> okay, because to me, it's like Strider gets it in the NL and it's Strider going away. All right, I'm going to make the argument for Michael Harris. He's the other guy that could really be yeah, the other Atlanta. Okay, so so Michael Harris because he plays center field. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is this is a guy who has chance to be you know a really good baseball player. You can't say any more than that, right? You know that you know he could be a really good baseball player for a really long time. He's twenty three years old. He has power. He has speed. He can field. He plays center field. Um, how often do those guys come around? That sounds a little like a guy like. Carlos Beltran, for instance. It's, it's just that, you know, the, his, his teammate in Spencer Strider is putting together not a Rookie of the Year campaign, but a Cy Young campaign. Yeah, um, Strider, and and he, you know, had another great game today against the Phillies as as the, mm-hmm. the Braves took care of the Phillies uh, in, in that series in a sweep. Um, and Strider, aside from the stash... Right, and you got to be been, you got to be good to wear that stash. He's just right? been dominant this year. Yeah, yeah, and and I've heard they've they said one word that kind of makes me shudder, and I think he is Degrom like. Yeah, it's like oh no, no, not that because he's twenty, what twenty three or twenty four. Yeah, like, oh yeah, he's gonna we're gonna be dealing with that for a while. Wow, so you have you have stri- I I would. Um, I would and vote it, to for me, a, it's really a two horse race in the NL. Yeah, yeah. You know, we also have Von Grissom come up for the Braves, but he hasn't played enough to have me. And that you know, kind he, of an he had a, he had an immediate impact, but not a, a truly you know major impact. Certainly not like Harris and Strider have had. And, and it's interesting that the Braves have you know three, three. rookies, right? And and Albie's you know got a little hurt again uh, last He's not night. A rookie, though. Uh, but I'm saying that that impacts the playing time of guys like Grissom because he wouldn't be playing right, if, if it wasn't if Albie's that, wasn't yeah. hurt in the first place. So. That's how do you have a world championship team have three guys and terrifying, you know, right? Like, like that's amazing. So, in fact, interestingly enough, the Dodgers and the Mets, 
there are no rookies, right? Maybe next year for the Mets, we'll have a couple. Um, do the and and the, the well, we'll get to the American League in a second. So the other guy that started out the season really well that I think probably would have been maybe the odds-on favorite for Rookie of the Year. I think just because Suzuki? yeah, only because he technically qualifies right, as a rookie, right, right. but you have a a much larger backlog of professional. And it's not that he played badly. This he had a very season. good April. In a very good April. <laughs> he, he fell off, but he was still solid for the. Yeah, Cubs. And the injury really affected and the injury his. really clearly. He was not the same player no, since no, that. Absolutely. So uh, in the so I had the American League as a slam dunk. So now I'm really interested because who do you think comes close to my it, runaway it, guy? I wanted to I wanted to say it's a more interesting conversation in the AL between Julio Rodriguez and Aldi Rutschman. But I mean, it's clearly Julio Rodriguez. So uh, you know. I mean, Rodriguez has got what, 25 homers, he's, 24 stolen bases. Right, I mean, he's kind of put together a last week that has made the argument that, like, these two were close together pretty hard. And and Rodriguez, I, he had the rough start, right, where he really didn't do anything the first, you know, month month of the season. And then he's been crazy good and and one of the most exciting players in baseball and when you have guys like ronald acuna and aaron judge and and uh, to have him be among those guys in his rookie year and he's really a impressive. big part of the reason why that mariner team didn't there was that period of time in like may where like they were gonna I, fold they were gonna <laughs> fold and we're like up oh, yep same old mariners and then they didn't and they played great the second half how about some of the other contenders? Let's give some equal time well, to the Well, I mean, there guys. was a guy at the beginning of the season who started off unbelievably hot. He, too, had just an unbelievable April in um, Stephen Kwan. Oh, God. Remember that? Like, like, like making home runs and well, yeah, making like, catches? He had, like, two home runs. He was hitting 500. I think he's got, like, four home runs now on the season. But before the season, I don't know if you I, – I, I will be one of these people that's like, you, you could have said Stephen Kwan. I'm like, uh, is he a skater? You yeah. know? <laughs> so, I had no idea who he was. So the fact that he's come in and been a – for a good Guardians team, that, that that is a team that is a pesky good Guardians. Yeah, with team. a couple of Mets leading uh, leading, leading them with Ru- Jose Ramirez to uh, to a really interesting season. So the guy who's the preseason favorite for the AL Rookie of the Year is the son of a former major, major leaguer, Bobby Witt Jr. He's had a good year. It's just, he, uh, it's just tough when you're playing on a very poor Royals team to really d- drum up a lot of because he, especially because he's a really fast guy who's playing from a leadoff position. If he's playing on a good team, he probably has an unbelievable season. Yeah, certainly a more meaningful one. A much more meaningful one because a guy like that, him getting on base, he'd be scoring all of these runs. He probably hits a lot better because he also sees more pitches to hit. You know, we're, we're talking about Rookie of the Year, and, and, I, and I didn't do this research, but I remember guys winning the Rookie of the Year with what was a fairly pedestrian line sometimes. Right. You know, we, he, that, he hit 267 with 14 that, I think it's just year-based. Yeah. Sometimes you get a year where there's, you know, and they got a year like this year where you got Julio Rodriguez and Spencer Strider. Right, right, right. But the, the how about, you know, the, the Orioles who have had an amazing second half, right? And a lot of it had to do with bringing up Adley Rushman yeah. because they, they got really good once he – Came up. He I, came up, and they brought up the the shortstop now and Gunner. Right, but right. I think he's Henderson, right? Yeah. Gunner Henderson, but I think he will not be up. I don't know if he'll he'll pass his rookie, rookie eligibility. Time. Right. I know the pitcher they have in Grayson Rodriguez. I think he's only made like a yeah, start. He still will be so a he'll be a rookie. So they might have another guy competing for rookie of the year next year. How about it? the Baltimore Orioles are a good young team? Who would have thunk it? I mean, they they have to be ecstatic because they were not planning on that. They this sold year. out when they gave you know, they gave away almost Mancini to the Astros. Now, you, yeah, you have to be thinking if you're what the, a smart move that was. If you're the Orioles, yeah. you know, you're thinking next year we get John Means back. You know, we're a team. So uh, and the Mariners also have uh, George Kirby 
um, out of um, in the pitching rotation, and he's had a terrific season for them. And pitching like a veteran, and again, another team that has multiple rookies contributing at a high level for them, like the Braves. See, I, th- I think it is both. I think it's Julio Rodriguez. It's, it's those, Julio Rodriguez and Spencer Strider are the front runners for the Rookie of the Year, and it would require probably somebody having an unbelievable last couple weeks of the season and both of those guys having really poor finishes to the season to lose it and what doesn't happen like in this thing is where the two guys on the same team cancel each other out so somebody comes in from now that's that's not gonna happen it, especially here. like in the nl case because it's a pitcher and a hitter right right it, yeah. that helps a lot i think i feel like voting wise they always give it to the pitcher i think it's gonna <laughs> go to strider but i think strider in this case because he's been so superlatively good like julio Rodriguez where Strider's in the conversation for Cy Young and in a minute here when we start talking about MVPs Julio Rodriguez is in the conversation for MVP in the AL that like that kind of just makes it an edge because none of neither Michael Harris or Aldi Rutschman are in the conversation. You could argue without Spencer Strider, the Braves are nowhere near where they are this season so um, okay so let's let's keep it on pitching then. So I think this year with the Cy Young it's interesting because it's one of those years where there's a lot, you know, the Dodgers have Tony Gonsolin. 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 The Braves. Who's have, hurt, obviously. You know, the Braves have had Max Fried and Spencer Strider, who have been unbelievable. Even Sandy Allen Contra has been, you know, he's had a couple rough starts here and El there. Contra has had a great season. For the most part. But I think it goes to a guy who's pitching for a not great team in Arizona in Zach Gallon. No. Really? I think he's been so He's not going to win the Cy Young, is he? I think he is. He's I been, think he might be right. He's been unbelievable this second half. I think he didn't give up an earned run in the month of August. And the fact that he does it for a it, team that is not, you know, they're, they're not awful, but they're just not a winning baseball team. Let's right, leave it at that. I, I think the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Arizona Diamondbacks are weirdly, this will sound like a kind of a strange comment given we were just talking about them. They're kind of where I think the Baltimore Orioles thought they would be this season. You know, not a good team, but a team clearly with some young pieces and that are is improving. Well, didn't the Diamondbacks get to 500 with, uh, after about 90 or 100 games? They got to 500 and then and they, they maintained it. They fell off a little. They fell off a little bit, but they improved. And you could see that this was not as bad a team as like a, certainly last year's team was where they were dreadful. For and, they, and they don't have season. really depth of pitching. Right, it's great to have Zach Gallon having his career not, year. You know, he's having an unbelievable season. But I mean, I think that you've still got a whole bunch of other guys in the. This has been a really tough year, and even a guy like Edwin Diaz, in a year where maybe there isn't quite the crop of starters. I agree, he could get a nod, but the fact that he hasn't been needed much in September has hurt him a little bit. Yeah, it's it's look relief pitchers winning the Cy Young. I don't even know if that should be considered the same. I feel like the Cy Young is for somebody who's thrown bulk innings. I know it's the best pitcher in the league, but I think you could have a reliever award that's every bit as big as the Cy Young. And I, I think the problem is, is that once you divorce it, you divorce it forever. One's the starting pitcher award, one's the relief yeah, pitcher Yeah, but that's award. okay. I think that's okay, but I think there is a there are seasons in which Edwin Diaz's Cy Young performance this year would win a Cy Young. Relievers have won the Cy Young before. I think of Sparky Lyle. Right, it can happen. <laughs> And I think I think weirdly, it, winning a Cy Young as a reliever probably means your team isn't actually that good. Here's the thing: I think instead of the Cy Young, you should like win the MVP, right? Because if you're that effective to your team, where you can consider the yeah, best right. pitcher, it, it, it has to have been the most valuable player because, because you helped your team win all those games. The closer, if you're winning the Cy Young as a closer, it means you pitched probably a little bit too much. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and and, and chances are your team might not have been as good sometimes. Right. So like you, as you and say, you, you cover up for some deficiencies. Like that's the kind of thing where you like you have a guy that he has, like, he'll get like sixty three saves in some season. He's unhittable, and they get to the postseason and they lose because like well like oh, what if we can't get to that guy? So I'm gonna pick Sandy Alcantara. Okay, so I'll go I'll go a different way only because I feel like what he did, particularly the complete games, uh, and on, for a team that is not good mm-hmm. uh, uh means a lot and 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 zach allen as, as you picked him also pitching for a team that would not be considered good so you kind of have maybe that cancels each other out there but the the longevity that that yeah. that alcantara have I, I give it to him and he is doing it for a team that is equally not producing for him not we'll, giving it to spencer sprider yeah <laughs> we'll give, well, i could deal with handling handing it to a marlin at least and then it's interesting. This is this is well now when we get to talk about the AL Cy Young. Unfortunately, the rest of the, the next about 15 20 minutes will pretty much solely <laughs> be spent talking about Shohei Otani because it's kind of hard not to talk about him because I don't think he's going to win. It's interesting. He's not going to win the Cy Young, but his pitching is still hugely relevant to his MVP discussion. Right. And 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 so it's like how about just like the most awesome season by a baseball player award right, right like because like he, he's top five in era right now he's been really really good the second half as a far as a pitcher playing for a not great not baseball great team. team right but you know i think the issue is is that there are other pitchers it, it's interesting there are other pitchers in the american league that are having the top guy is framber valdez i'd say framber valdez is having an amazing season 24 straight starts quality starts yeah he's been fantastic and there have been other guys you know there were periods of time this year before justin verlander got hurt that I, he, I think it was, it was kind of sexy to pick verlander as the Cy Young it's just losing him for this bad this guy's 75 years old i mean I come on but I mean, even Dylan Dylan Cease had a period this year where he was virtually right. Right, what a stretch he had. Yeah, and then he cooled off a bit. Alex Manoa was good, but I don't think he ever really hit the peaks. The yeah, Alex Manoa there. is the best pitcher on, and he's a bulldog pitcher, and I really like him in, in, in a playoff game. But I don't think he is he's the Cy Young. The Cy, I think there are other guys that are ahead of him. But he had a great season. That's why he's and out here. I think here. the best pitcher, the Cy Young for the American League, should probably be Valdez. Yeah, he just doesn't do it spectacularly because he doesn't strike out a bunch of guys, and and people feel even though he doesn't give up a lot of runs, and he's and he was a strikeout pitcher at one point. But he's just really he can get you a strikeout when he needs it. But he's learned to pitch to contact, and and so learning that. And and by the way, we didn't talk about Shane McClanahan, who's been unbelievable season so um it's it's hard and, and i guess the last month is probably going to determine who wins it so if you had to pick one guy now you're going to pick otani i don't think otani wins the cy young okay i think valdez wins the cy young and he's pitching for a good team they're gonna need him to pitch down the stretch yeah, I and I will just for the sake of being different, I'll go with McClanahan. Now he just came back off injury, so I'm a little worried about right, you he know he needs to have a good final two starts to the season, and then he's got a good shot. But at the it. the point is to pick it now before we know what what happened at the right, end. Right, it makes season. it more interesting. It makes it a little bit more interesting. So, uh, all right, and then we get to the most valuable player, and I think. The NL MVP has interestingly gotten less interesting as the season has gone on because it kind of feels like I'm just going to give it to Goldschmidt because I really can't think of anybody else I'd want to give it to than than him more than him. Uh, yeah. So the only and, and the thing about it is the the t- if you take the top four guys or five guys, if, uh, let's leave out Machado for a moment. Right. And you see so you got Goldschmidt and Arenado. 
And Arenado's had a very good season. I don't know if he would be considered MVP-like, but so you've got two guys right on on that team, and and do they cancel each other out in the way I was talking about before? Or how about Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and Trey Turner? Now Trey Turner's had an amazing season. And, and Austin, Nobody even talks about Austin him. Riley's having an unbelievable unbelievable year yeah. for the the Braves. But I think it's just Goldschmidt has never really cooled. Like even when he cooled off at periods this season, it was like, oh, he's only hitting three thirty now. Yeah, and he has a legitimate shot for the triple crown. Right. And I think I think because of that, and even though like Lindor has had the best season a Mets shortstop has ever had, he's not the MVP. Yeah, well, on the Mets, he might. Be. He's the MVP. But I mean, he is not the MVP I of the National League. I don't think he's league. the league MVP. I think it goes to Goldschmidt. I think he's the most valuable player in the National League because I don't know what like you can you you remove him from that Cardinals team. I don't know what that team is. And 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 if you take Freddie Freeman off the Dodgers, they're still the Dodgers. Yeah, you could take Lindor off the Mets. The Mets aren't as the Mets might not. No, that's a big difference. That's a big difference because they're not going to win the NL East. But that's more because they have to deal with the Braves than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I, I'm with you on this one. Yeah. I, I think uh, Goldschmidt's your guy. And then we get to the AL and. You know, I know uh, you're going to shock me by by going for your Danny, uh, Jordan Alvarez. Uh, yeah. I was going to say, about a month and a half ago. <laughs> you were saying that. Jordan Alvarez was putting himself in the conversation where it was going to, it was a race really between him and Judge. And then he, I think, he got hurt for a little oh, bit. Uh, he he's still got, I know, it's 37 home runs. That's an unbelievable, like that. unbelievable player. So it really comes down, it's a three person race in the AL. And really, it's a two person race. And really, it shouldn't be a race, but just Shohei Otani is kind of hard to quantify as a player because it's just like Aaron Judge should win the MVP. Yeah, I, I'm I'm solidly with you on this, and that's not this. This is why I keep coming up with this stupid, you know, come up with another award to sort of acknowledge what Shohei Otani is doing because it's so amazing. It's but we could just call it the Tungsten Armor Doyle. Award. I mean, so basically, every year Shohei Otani plays, if he's going to do these kinds of things, he should just win the MVP. If you're going to get to him this year or last year or next year, nobody does this. He wins. He's the most valuable player. End of story. End of story. Because there's just <laughs> nobody else that could ever do what he's and nobody else has ever done what he's doing. But it's Aaron Judges might hit for the triple crown. Yep. He might hit 62 home runs, and this would be a clean 62. American League record. American League record. And this would be, for all intents and purposes, a clean 62, and, which and would be, I, it mean a lot to people. And I said, so he's got more than 20 home runs than anybody else in baseball. He's been unbelievable this year at number 58 today and by the way they they kind of had a center field problem so they just decided we'll just move him to center field six foot seven guys no field. problem no problem and yeah. he's and you know that yankee team if you take you know we take about these you know you take shohei otani off the angels they're still a not <laughs> they're, still a they're still a losing team because they're losing team with them that's why you shouldn't win the MVP. you take aaron judge <laughs> off the yankees oh my god yeah 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 i think that's great that's like, great You're right. how bad are they yeah yeah yeah, who's the player then on the team, right? Who do you know? Who, who do you count on? No. Rizzo? I don't think so. uh, yeah, well, again, guys that get hurt. And that's what judges just there it's every day rock. in the lineup. And I, so I think that it should be Aaron Judge. I think the only thing that could really hurt Aaron Judge is if the Yankee free fall continues. And God forbid they somehow don't win the division. Yeah, or right, because they're going to make the playoffs. They're going to make the playoffs. But if they lost the division, given the crazy record they nah, have, they wouldn't have been in the playoffs then were it not for Judge. So that's what I like. To look right. At. But I think that hurt that, yeah, that, that yeah. hurts Judge a lot if they somehow do that. I but, know you know, let's face it. Uh, Shohei has been playing out the string for about 
six weeks now. Right. You know, I always talk about, you know, I just always love the tungsten armor Doyle thing where it's just like, oh yeah, Shohei Otani, you know, did something that nobody's done since 1921. (laughs) Mike Trout went three for three with a home run and six, six RBIs. The angels lost 12 to six. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Like just, just every single time. And it's just like, I mean, will Shohei leave? Uh, I think he will leave. I think I think the Angels with a new owner uh, and so on and so forth may not want to sort of tie themselves with that and sort of give the new ownership a chance when that happens to go their own way. Because if yeah, if you're yeah. A new, if you're a new owner coming into that team, you, you're either purchasing them the idea that I'm going to purchase the team with Otani and Trout with the idea I'm going to then spend a bunch of money to try and win with those two guys, or I want them gone so I don't have to try and fail them. Oh, man. I don't know how the Angels messed up not ha- having two of the very best players in, in baseball and two guys who, you know, well, certainly Mike Trout's going to the Hall of Fame. Shohei Otani has to play a bunch of more years. But he could do. But, he's uh, pretty, that's the thing, is unlike a lot of the He's other, already on that, yeah. The, the, the thing people probably don't realize as much is unlike a lot of the other Japanese guys that came over, he's a lot younger than that. Well, he's like only 25, 26. And, and what I really like, and, and this is, you know, good for Judge this year because he's played the whole year and he's been healthy and that's been an issue with him in the past um otani's a horse yeah you know he, he just keeps going out there if you ever just want to if you i think you don't realize look at some of the pictures of like like him like training and stuff he is enormous yeah and and he's this it's guy's playing every out. day and he pitches too it's wild it's wild. So, um, okay, so you're, you're going to go, uh, and I'm going to go with Aaron Judge, and we're, we're both going to pick Aaron Judge. Judge. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, here's a really unexciting category that gets voted on for awards every year because we can't really understand how much it makes a difference, and that is Manager of the Year. Now, I really like your list of Manager of the Year because I've, I've already spot a mistake in the American League section where you've listed Aaron Judge, who I don't <laughs> think can He's be the manager. Ed- I mean, he basically is because I'm pretty sure uh, – who, who Aaron it? Boone. Aaron Boone's, you know, number <laughs> – Number one tactic is Aaron go hit. I mean, yeah, Aaron go hit home run. Like that's his probably his signature play this season. Aaron Judge isn't the manager too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we know that Aaron. I don't think Aaron Boone will be the manager of the year of the AL. Uh, you know, I, and and maybe not. But I got to tell you, uh, I think Boone is a really good manager. And I think when you manage the Yankees and they spend all the money in the team, you almost never can win manager of the year anymore. If Although had, Joe Torrey managed to do it, so had, I guess that's not true. If they had true. kept on that pace, not necessarily hitting the pace that they were at, but if they had stayed at that absolutely elite level pace, I think he would have had a much better shot at winning it. Doing it with that pitching staff? That's amazing. Right, but the problem is doing it that and then free-falling back to earth and now being in a fight in September, that is not what wins you manager of the year. I don't know. You got a year from Nesta Cortez you could have never imagined. You've gotten right. Are you crediting, an average year are you crediting, from Derek, are you crediting well, Aaron Boone for that? from the standpoint, you've managed around the fact that he is probably your second best pitcher this year. Probably. Uh, right? Because, you know, I'm still going to go with Garrett Cole. And then you've gotten a whole season of Jamison Tight. I'm just saying the Yankees went into this going, okay, we're going to do it with tape and glue. It worked. And, that, and you know, they, are, they are still going in places so um not Aaron Judge okay so who would your American League pick be then hmm. I mean it's easy to think about Dusty Baker because they just do it in Houston and and everybody loves Dusty but nobody ever wants to vote for him yeah you know you know they just they perform year in year out there's something to be said for that 
Yeah, and it's something to be said for taking over a team that nobody wanted after uh, after the uh, you know the Astro thing. And Dusty comes in; he's been the voice of reason. He's been real solid. And the Astros are the second best record in Major League Baseball as of this recording. And frankly, they might—they're I think the best team in the American League. They'd be a formidable opponent for any team from the National League that makes it to the World Series. I definitely think so. I mean, certainly I don't think that, like, right now they would want to – I don't think I even want to play them. So he's on there um, because they're a really good team and, and you, you didn't know how they were going to handle some of the things that changed for them when they lost Springer like, a year year ago. And, mm-hmm. all. Uh, and I think he's just done a real good job. They just have a very good team. And and I and maybe Kevin Cash should be in that same category. How can you not put Kevin Cash on this list when you think about what Tampa – has had to deal with with no glass now all season. Uh, you know, just, yeah, that's a team that's, that's fought and scrapped their yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Give give the manager some credit. For I, keeping I think it I think you also look at a guy like Scott Cervais in in Seattle. He's my pick. I, I think I think you Service have to is look my pick because that team could. We we saw them. We saw that team heading towards the traditional Mariner collapse or just so right. Right. It looked like they were going to have another bad season, and they turned that thing around in a hurry. And, and I think you know you, you got to talk about Terry Francona in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah, poor Terry. You know, he's he's not doing well. So, but you have to think about him at least as a candidate, given yeah. how nobody expected that team to be in contention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 then you go down to uh, everybody's uh, you know new favorite team, the Baltimore Orioles, and Brandon Hyde, and another team that was really way in the basement right. that nobody expected to be competitive. Pulled and, themselves out of it, and and are a and team now, you don't want to play. Now they're playing meaningful baseball in September, which is a great thing for that. So, person. who's your pick then of the, of those guys? Not Aaron Judge then he can't pick Aaron Judge the problem is, is that doing this a month out makes it a lot harder to call yeah. because I think with you have guys like Brandon Hyde and Terry Francona where if their teams make the playoffs they have a much higher percentage chance of winning it but I can't make that call because it's it's too far away I, I you think, really think the Orioles are gonna make the playoffs no okay so they don't pick Brandon it's Hyde. mostly am I picking Francona or am I picking survey and I think it goes to Scott survey okay service yeah service. I think they pronounce it service Scott service so yeah I think I think he's a, an excellent manager and has been for a long time so then we go over to the f- formerly called senior circuit the National League um, and and it's clear Right, who's who? The manager of the well, year is Met fans. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting because at one point, I think a couple about a week ago, you might have said Rob Thompson was much more heavily on this list, and I think their struggles in Atlanta this weekend has definitely hurt that. Not that the manager had anything one way no, to do with, but, with, with that, but yes, team performance is very important. He came win. in; they played better. That means something, right. absolutely. But team overall team performance is very important to who wins manager of the year. Let's not kid ourselves. You know where right. you finish and how you finish is hugely. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to pick a team unless a team has a huge jump in wins like the Orioles did. That you can start looking at that manager and you think, okay, look what they have done. This guy's doing a great job. I don't think the National League has a team like that. This no, so year. you're mostly looking at the front runners. So that pretty much means you're looking at Buckshow Walter, Brian Snitker, yep, Dave Roberts, right. And I, I'm going to throw in the new manager of the Cardinals, Ali Marmol, who. I'm I'm impressed with how they have pulled away uh, in that division. I would be more impressed if that didn't involve the Brewers kind of just falling apart as much as you they took did. the world. I'm like, of course, that would mean that there'd be other teams in that division that were really formidable, right? And there really are, and there really were. So it's hard for me to. Brewers are the closest the you get. Brewers are the closest, and they've really not been in it for a while. And it's not like you know you have the Mets and the Braves who are in a 
Giants Dodgers esque dog fight for the division. But we would have said Tori Lavulo. Okay, so there he's he is the I, I am wrong because that is the National League version of the little team that could, mm-hmm. you know, and they were in the dumper and then they kind of came out of it and played really well and they're a scrappy young bunch and all that. But you're not really going to pick Tori Lavulo, are you? You just no. did a nice job. You did a nice <laughs> job. Right, right. Nobody expected you to perform that way, but let, let's be re- the problem is that you have the titans of baseball in the A. Well, you can't NL pick right Dave now. Roberts because the Dodgers are the Dodgers. And right. I, I, I honestly, it's called pick your NL East winner. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I, I, I would go the same way. Whoever wins the NL East, that's going to be your manager. I can't undervalue year. the job Brian Snitgood did, taking that team from 10 plus games down and just keeping it chill, right? Yeah. They, the Braves never panic. And Buck, Buck has had that, Buck has managed an elite Mets team from the beginning of the, like that is one of the few, they, they and the Astros and the Dodgers have been just they, and the Yankees, those four teams have been consistently elite this season with the Braves then joining them in this back half. Before this season, I think if you would have asked me, I would have said the manager doesn't make that much of a difference. Really? Really? It's the players, the organization. After watching the Mets and Buck Walter this year every day as, as, as a Met fan, all that kind of stuff, the manager does make a difference. It can make a difference. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why right now, I, I, you know, because I'm a homer, I'm going to pick Buck. But I think he's had the greatest impact on changing the culture from where they were and what they were to what they are. Right. I also think a big thing that also helps Buck win it is it's like you were the world champion Atlanta Braves. Right. Right. So it's, it's a little bit harder to get them. And you are the Dodgers. It's, but it kind of seems like as long as the Mets win the division, Buck will probably get it. I, I think he has it, and, and that kind of be nice to give it to Buck, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just got a few more awards to cover here. Um, and this was like, I don't know how familiar you are with this. It, you come back player of the year. It, it seems to be always was sort of like a second tier award. It is. Okay. But it's been around for a long time, you know. Let it, oh, yeah. It, it means something. And there's, you know, a pretty obvious candidate, uh, I think, in the American League um, that I would pick this year. And, and you have to think about what does it mean to be comeback player of the year. Well, simply, if you're a really good player and you were injured the year before and you come back and play, yeah, you're, you're a got comeback a player. Like, yeah, Mike Trout in the American League comes and back. bing, 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 there's your American League comeback player of the it's year. It's really easy. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yay. Yeah, so, so, yeah, he's still fantastic and great. He's and still he Mike Trout. Fishman, good. Yeah, so, Fishman. Man, very good. Because the other guy I could think of, and I had to go digging deep in the American League to think, look, who would be another candidate? And I dug down and found the Yankee catcher, Jose Trevino, who I can't believe, like, they got him for, like, you know, the proverbial bag of balls or something like that. And he has had a terrific season for them, both offensively and, and defensively. defensively yeah. And catchers are a premium. And he, but he was the only guy I could find. They're like, well, he actually did a lot yeah, better yeah, this was, year than yeah, last And year. unfortunately, he's competing against Mike Trout. Exactly. So, uh, how about your National League? We've got, uh, so- I think there's a couple some, of candidates. There's a couple of candidates. I think it's interesting. You know, I, uh, Carrasco could be up there, but I don't know how much time he really missed last season. A lot. Yeah, he could definitely be a guy because he's been fantastic for the Mets this season. Yeah. I think Acuna. Just because com- he's a great player and he's playing again. And he's playing again. Yeah. And then I, I don't really know of anybody else that I would super be leaning towards giving it to. Comeback Player of the Year is one of those awards that's as much it's about who's available in the field as anything else. Because sometimes there's not anybody that's really noteworthy enough coming off of injury to really care about who yeah, you're giving it to. Did Arenado was he injured last year? Maybe I don't. I, don't, I can't. I can't believe I can't remember. I don't that. think so. But you know, he's had a really good season this year, and right. that's kind of how you you know. You, that's how you get it. Is somebody you, that was good gets injured. You and do that kind of they stuff. They just come back the next season and. You, 
So I, I guess if I had to vote, I probably vote. And, and Carrasco's already won comeback of the year player once because he came back from cancer. Right. You know, so like, he, like, I don't know. That's why I'd give it to him again because yeah, this guy, you just can't keep ultimate, this guy down. The ultimate comeback yeah, player. Twice a comeback of player. So I probably would lean on him a little bit over Acuna if I had to. Um, so we said we weren't going to do the gold gloves because it's just too many of them. Yeah, it takes forever. Um, but I thought we would give, you know, they're coming up with this platinum glove award. I guess they had it last year. Uh, and that would be of each league's gold gloves, who is the best fielder in the league? I think if you're talking about the National League, it's going to go to one of two guys because I know both, I know at least in New York, Lindor plays every day. And he plays gold glove defense at short every single day. The problem is there's a guy in St. Louis doing that at third base. Yeah, I, I and think, he is really good. Yeah, I, I think I think he's the guy. He's sort of the you know unofficial best fielder you know uh, in in the National League for years. Um, and and I I don't even and know. This is, and the, and Gold Glove is such a name award yeah, and perception. So you know who are your other shortstop candidates? I can't even think of them in the National League besides Lindor, who I I because that's who we see all the time. I can't look around the league and come up with a guy that it's like, oh yeah, he's, and Arenado is Dansby Swanson a Gold he's Glove not shortstop? Known to be, I don't think he's a Gold Glove shortstop. He's had a great he's, year. He's been much better defensively right, right. this I mean, year. He's had a great year. Um, but I, I I worry that Lindor won't even win the Gold Glove necessarily. That there's right. a lot of Whereas other guys Arenado's out there. Gonna win Arenado's going to win the Gold Glove. So, so I, you got to give him, it to Arenado. And then I think in the Amer- it's interesting because in both leagues, I think we would say kind of comes down to because it's a name award. It's going to come down between a short, the best fielding shortstop and the best fielding third baseman in the american league that's probably correa and matt chapman yeah yeah and and i i don't see either one play that many regular season right. games. i can't really say i've watched enough of them play to feel good about giving this award away i would say if arenado's winning it in the national league correa i bet, won it last year in the american league i think correa wins it again this and, and i'll pick chapman only because i i every time i hear or anything about that guy or, or it's about like, how good his guy, defense he's is. unbelievable so um okay we'll, we'll give it to him um and they have a uh, a new award this year uh they're finally and we did a podcast on utility players never make it to the hall of fame this is going to help them this is going to help them right because uh you know this is super utility player and it's it's interesting because you have to make sure you categorize it the right way. My, my guess is that probably what it is, it requires you to not play enough innings to qualify at any one position in order to be eligible for, like... I don't think they have innings limitations or, uh, or, or, or be, numbers. If they don't, then my, my guess is that it's, just, it's either something you need to be nominated for or you need to record a certain amount of innings to be eligible for. Like you're kind of a Swiss Army knife right. guy. But you play... A lot. You have to play a lot, like, and you so have to play know, multiple positions. Utility a lot. players, most most of us know, right? If you're a fan, that usually what's a guy who doesn't play? He plays 50, 75 games. He plays when this shortstop but needs now a there's rest. Guys that'll play a hundred games doing because that. they're doing the Kike Hernandez things that he did, and the yeah. Chris Taylor things for the Dodgers or for the Mets. You have Luis Guillorme who will play in a given week. He might play third, short, and second in three consecutive games. I, I actually would go to McNeil, um, and and McNeil has played left field, right field, and second base, and 
And what's interesting is he's played gold glove quality defense nearly, which I don't think anybody thought McNeil was that kind of a field. No, he's really, especially at second in particular, he's gotten much better at second base. And I think they've moved him around less this year because he's gotten much better at but second the, base. He was in right field the other night and he hadn't played very much right field because usually he plays left field. Uh, and, and in this lineup, he was playing right field because they brought Guillermo to play second. And he, he made a great catch in right field. He goes, yeah, it was a little bit confusing because the ball comes off different off the bat when I'm playing right field than playing left field and you think he doesn't really play much right field he's got to go out there and and make that all happen and, and adjust that's, yeah that's impressive that's what a super utility player does and Mookie Betts is he a super utility player not as much he's not because I noticed he only played those seven games now it's really cool that the Dodgers needed a second baseman when Lux was hurt and he comes in and plays great at, at second base for seven games but it's only seven right that's so, the thing it's not enough you need to have a kind of a few more I think the uh the Cardinal guy I think is the guy who's going to win it Tommy Edmond Tommy Edmond yeah yeah he because he plays middle infield position so he's played a lot of second base a lot of shortstop he's even played over at at first base sometimes um so and he won the gold glove last year at shortstop he's uh, already a gold glove acknowledged defender it's kind of a way to be like here how this way you get acknowledged too tommy so we don't know if you can win a gold glove at a position and win the super utility i think you can i don't know if that will be harder or not rawlings gives out the award so they'll make that and who do you think gets it in the american league (sighs) boy nobody it, it doesn't happen it's interesting because it doesn't feel like it happens it, it's not as ingrained in the culture of american league teams as much because you haven't had the pitcher which i think why national league have but always it's all the same now it's all the same but national league teams have had like, like you have to think about organizationally even though teams went to the dh this year up until this season you didn't know when that was going to be reality so teams in the national league might keep useful utility players around yes. in their organization yes. in a way that teams in the American League might not value them because there's less fits for them on their teams. So I, I came up with four guys in the American League, and I'll name them because I uh, DJ LeMayhew, yep. um, the Yankees, uh, Isaac Paradis of Tampa, Whit Merrifield of Kansas City, and now Toronto, uh, and now Toronto, I should say, right, and Almedes Diaz. Um, who moves around a lot. I don't think he plays enough necessarily to you no, know, I think it probably goes to Paredes. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I, I would I have just, a hard time. I, I don't I'll want, pick LeMayhew. Yeah, just I think that's one where it, it's just tough to say because we just don't see the American. And by the way, we'll probably never go back and touch this stuff, so we won't have to really come clean. It's well, great. maybe we will later yeah, maybe. on. Maybe, who knows? Who knows? Um, so my last question is, um, why isn't there an overall Major League Baseball MVP like it, there is in every other league. Because the leagues, it always has felt like the leagues in baseball have been in much more direct competition with one another. Good point. Good point. There's a lot more of a start. This is the, it because unlike in all the other sports, the leagues in baseball had a pronounced difference in the way absolutely for a long time for a long time and before the dh it was stylistically in the way they played dh specifically that you had a wrinkle in the game so i think it makes it difficult because if a pitcher wins the cy young the mvp in the nl it's different than him winning it for the entire league because the american league players are like well wait he doesn't have to face dhs that's not exactly fair why should he you know you can't compare them in the same way but i think now that you don't have that you could see an overall MVP being named for the base. I, I, I don't think they'll do it. I think tradition is, is probably yeah, the number one right. reason that they won't. And I think it's probably a good thing in that it would actually water it down because if you had one, let's say the NFL is the you know NFL MVP. It's the whole league MVP. You then you then they have awards like offensive player of the year and defense. There's a lot. Nobody of, even knows who those guys right, are. They're meeting. They're they're they're, they're the you know. 
really great players who right, had great seasons. The, the, but if you don't uh, what's win, the, uh, what's the word? It's the uh, you know the apology award, basically. You know, you know. Oh, here he will give you an award because you should have won one, but we couldn't. Right, right, right. They're kind of you know making up for it, yeah. or whatever it was like. You know, Reimbursement the, almost. Yeah, and and so but all the leagues kind of have that, right? You can you know the NHL has an MVP of the league. There's no uh, there's no history like there is baseball in terms of having the two leagues be a part of it. And, and each they, league has its own separate set of awards. But, you know, if you wanted to look at it. That also comes from the original thing that they were two separate companies. So could you have Aaron Judge as MVP of the American League and and you could have uh, the NL MVP being Goldschmidt and how about Shohei Otani is the Major League Baseball Player of the Year? And so that covers everything, particularly in his case, because he does things that other people don't do. Just a right. thought. That's a way of getting around yeah. it. I don't think it'll happen. The, yeah, the problem with that is you're just giving, you might as well just pencil in Otani until he retires. Every year. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. And you can follow us on Twitter at Almost Cooper.